name is Tracy Cook and welcome to the podcast series Victim to Victory. This series gives a voice to those that have overcome obstacles in all forms that dare greatly to share their real stories. Amazing humans that have seen hope and risen above those adversities to become victorious. And now we have a very special guest and his name is Bob Lantelm. And he has an inspiring uh, story and we want to give a voice to Bob today. So thank you very much for being our guest. Thank you, Tracy, for having me. I'm so happy to be here and uh, speak with you and uh, talk to your audience. And uh, I know we're going to have a great time here together. We certainly are. Now, Bob, I've heard snippets of your story and I want to be able to dig a little bit deeper with your permission today because I know that you are inspiring. I know you have words of wisdom. You've got a lot of life experiences. Can you share with our audience today, who is Bob and where does your story start? Wow, that's that's a big billing there. I hope I can live up to it. But um, I I think for me, like a a turning point in my life, and uh, so we'll make that the beginning of the story, was um, when I was about seven-ish, I guess. And um, I was losing all my hair. I was going completely bald. My hair was coming out in clumps. And my parents took me to the doctor and doctor was like, we have no idea why he's losing his hair. So he suggested that we go to a dermatologist. We went to a dermatologist and he came out And he was bald as a cue ball. And as a seven-year-old, I said to my mother, I don't think he can help me. (laughs) (laughs) But we stayed and he, he examined me. And once again, he couldn't figure it out, but he had the smarts, I guess, to say that he, I should see a child psychologist. And we went to a child psychologist and, um, The psychologist, after interviewing me, said to my mother, turn off the TV. At the time, when I was that age, they were showing starving kids from uh, the nation of, I think it was Biafra at the time, and in Africa, and um, it was breaking my heart. And um, so in that point... um, also war footage and things like that, that were just really messing me up kind of a lot like the world right now. But Mm. um, so that made me just really uh, feel for other people. I have compassion for people that were like across the world that didn't look like me and things like that. And, and to realize that, you know, there was suffering that these kids were my age and oftentimes younger and they were starving and, hurting and malnourished. And it it just made me want to do things in life that helped other people. And, you know, as a kid, I mean, there was limited resources and ways to do that. But like some of the professional sporting teams and um, would do things where you could have like a backyard carnival or backyard fair to raise money for like MS or any, any number of, of diseases and, and 
of things. And, and so I started to do those kind of things. And um, just really, I think that's the beginning of like kind of a, a life of just realizing there's more out there and people um, are, are all the same and we all struggle and we all, um, you know, have needs and, and things like that. And um, I think that's the beginning of kind of who I am. And that's, that's, um, that's a thought leader, Bob, to be that young and to have that emotion of empathy for globally, not just for your neighbourhood, not just for your best childhood friend, not just for your, for your family, but to have a global empathy. That's what you had, right? You felt the world. Yeah. Much like now, you're feeling the world, aren't you? Yeah, absolutely. It's a tough time. Yeah. It's a tough time. So with all these um, things that you wanted to, with the, all these realisations that you wanted to help, you wanted to be more, but you were kind of limited, you, you, were, you were still a child, where did that lead you next? I think it led me to... Um, Excuse me, I didn't, I didn't expect to get emotional, but I think it led me to do things that were the right thing. They were the hard thing. Um, not the, not the always the popular thing or, or not the thing that would, um, you know, even at times not the thing I wanted to do. And I'm, I'm not saying I was a, you know, perfect angel kid. I wasn't, I, I could be cruel and I could do a lot of horrible things just like any other kid, but it, it just opened up my world. I think um, that, and um, we always had national geographic magazines around the house and just learning about the rest of the world and other cultures and other people, even when I couldn't read, just looking at the pictures of, of what was out there. And, um, and so it just led me to, to think differently, to act differently. And my parents kind of were like that too, in the sense that they, like there was a, a young boy who had a birthday party and when I was in kindergarten or something, and he was a really strange kid and he wasn't liked and he was picked on and teased. And I got invited to my birth, uh, to his birthday party. And my mother, my mother said, you're going to go. And I was like, but I don't want to go. This is a weird kid. Like, I don't want any parts of this. My mom's like, you're going to go. And um, I think that that, you know, help me and just to get past labels, get past, like, for the most part, I'm, like I said, I'm not, I've never been perfect and I've messed up in all these areas, but like not judge the, always the book by its cover um, to really believe in like in my life. I, I think like, I really believe like what Martin Luther King said that, People should be judged by the content of their character, not the color of their skin or their whatever. I mean, some of my best friends um, have, you know, illnesses and ailments that maybe other people would pick on, but they're, they're some of the greatest people I've ever known. So um, 
I, I think that just started me on a, a path to not always put others first because I would be a liar if I said that, but have the intention to put others first and to care and to have compassion. I liked what you said about seeing people's character beyond the, the label to actually look inside before you look on the outside. I, I think that's just such a, a, a powerful message and an inspiration for all of us just to take a step back and really sit in that for a moment of the power of that, you know, to, to look inside. And what a, what a great mum you've got to see that uh, this is something that perhaps you needed as well. Yeah, absolutely. She, she is amazing and um, she instilled that she always was doing for others, um, you know, outside the house and really caring and loving for others as well. And where did that lead you to to serve others, Bob? What in what capacity do you do you serve others now? Well, I've uh, I've been a volunteer for a lot of different organizations, but uh, one in particular I've I've worked for thirty years, and um, it's an organization that does stuff in my local area, but also does stuff all around the world, and um, I. You know, I've been a volunteer. I've been a person who mobilizes other volunteers, who takes on all kinds of projects. And, um, you know, I it, in high school and even in college, um, I formed a, uh, with others, I wasn't alone in it, but with others, I formed a, like a volunteerism group on our college campus. And... Um, you know, it was it was just a handful of us. And now that university has a whole department of volunteerism and, and community service and civic leadership and all these things that started out of that volunteerism group of just like a handful of us that wanted to do well in the community. You know, we went to a school that was in a, um, uh, you know, in a very poor um, an often crime-ridden area, and it was, uh, so we, we started that group, and, um, you know, I'm, it's tough for me to just say, like, oh, I've done this, I've done that, I've done that, I don't. You're a don't silent necessarily... soldier, Bob. You're a silent soldier. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, You're not of... one to toot your own horn, so I'm here today to toot your horn for you, Bob, because, you are amazing and you have done amazing things. And I want people to, to see you because you are a silent soldier, because you're not out there going, look at me, look what I'm doing. You are the change that the world needs. You are the reason, especially now off the back end of 2020, people like you, Bob, are the world changers, the silent soldiers that are doing amazing things globally, empathically, with, with volunteers and to have that heart to serve others as well. People like you are needed more than ever, Bob. I appreciate that, Tracy. And I, I totally agree that we all need to do more and we all need to give more for sure. And what are you doing at the moment? What projects or um, inspiration, what groups, what, what, what are you up to at the moment? Well, um, 
that could change very quickly because um, I have a great heart for the people in Haiti. And so um, I was, I went to a, con, a convention in 2015 and uh, I happened to, I shared a, a B and B with like eight Haitians, and um, and they were like, "You're honorary Haitian," you know. Like my first roommate in college was from Haiti, and um, and I got to be friendly with his sister as well. But um, the these Haitians were like, "You're an honorary Haitian," and like I, I took that as like a great badge of honor. So uh, I may be doing something uh, on behalf of Haiti sometime very soon. But in the meantime, I am working for this organization in a volunteer capacity that I mentioned before. We do everything from uh, like fire protection uh, to trash cleanups to um, going in and helping people that are earthquake victims, things like that, to uh, hunger issues, school supplies, um, and anything else that we feel that we could handle and take on and do, we would. And the organization has been around for 30 years. I've been volunteering with them for 30 years. And um, I'm also in the process of, uh, you know, trying to uh, get this kind of message and heart and mission out there um, further and through efforts of um, be it, you know, things like this or um, my own stuff that um, I'm doing in that uh, it's going slow. I, I am definitely a tortoise guy, not a hare. I'm slow. I don't know if I'm always steady, but I'm slow. And uh, I'm really trying to work with people that have been affected in life by um, broken promises. Um, prom- you know, there's there's communal societal promises. That's uh, that's like way out there. Right now, I'm just trying to deal with people that have been affected by broken promises by other individuals or um, family members or bosses or um, you know spouses or whatever, where there was um, a lot of promises made and weren't kept, and 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 people because of it, their lives have been affected. They're hurting. Um, they're, they're feeling, uh, some kind of resentment or bitterness or whatever, or that life's unfair and, and things like that. And, um, I mean, that's something that, you know, is personal to me and I've experienced it in, in many different levels, but in, you know, in particular, uh, long ongoing thing with my father, um, throughout my life that, um, towards the end of his life, like a few months before he died. And it was, he wasn't sick. It was, it wasn't expected, but my wife and I were able to um, work it out so we could fulfill a promise that he had made to me my whole life. And um, my dad was hobbled with bad, terrible knees. He was about to get knee replacement surgery. And when we went, um, to do what we wanted to do in New York City. Um, he didn't want to take car service. He didn't want to take taxi. He, didn't, he wanted to walk. He wanted to experience a whole thing, like the smells, the sights, the sounds, everything. And um, I've never, I've never seen him so joyful. And um, 
I'm sorry. For some reason, this alarm keeps going off. That's okay. Not a problem. Um, but so my dad was just like a kid. Um, he had worked in Manhattan when he was a teenager and never really been back. And um, but for like a day thing here or whatever. So we did this and he was so joyful. And then when he died a couple months later, recovering from knee surgery, um, it was, it was horrible, of course, but him dying, I had like a totally different mindset and mentality attitude towards him. I was like, I was grieving versus being bitter and angry and hostile in my feelings and emotions because there were so many things that in my life that he had promised that he never did. And I don't think he or anybody else does it with ill will. Mm. You know, like my dad worked several states away the first 15 years of my life. I rarely ever saw him. Mm. And um, one time I woke, I tried to stay awake and to see him come home. And uh, I fell asleep on like a uh, an ottoman or a chair or something. And he picked me up to carry me to bed and he tripped. And um, he really wrecked his back and he like crushed my foot. And so he felt terrible, but you know, that was, I mean, my dad worked a lot and he worked far away and it was, um, it was really tough. Cause you know, I, I had a very different childhood than my older brother and older sister. Like my mom was in the home with them. Um, you know, and my dad worked close by and he was home every night for dinner where like when I was born, he worked in another state. My mom went to work a few years later because my brother was going to college and like I, I, you know, learned how to do things on my own, like cook and all these other things at a very young age. And I was actually babysitting other kids at a very young age. But um, I think my being that I was able to, has see my dad die with without the regret of like we never did that we never fulfilled that promise and me not having the resentment that I would have had has made me want to help other people and reconcile those relationships for one but I, I'm trying to take it further and maybe why I'm going so slow is it keeps the vision of this Tracy keeps I keep seeing more and more and more need of it. And it's it the, the how colossal that this really is. Um, it, it just, it's scary. Like the, the, the vision that I've been given is, is scary. And um, because and I love that. I love that you're scared because it means that, that you're growing. It means you're, you're going yeah. to impact. I, and I'm glad that you're embracing that. And if yeah, we can help you in any way at Victim to Victory and share your message and share how people can connect with you to help you with your vision, that's what this is all about as well. Yeah, and um, I, I would love your help. I mean, you're amazing getting you, not only your message but other people's message out there and um, you, you really know how to make an impact and um, like – I, I know how to be the inspirational guy like you talked about or the front guy who might be the one on the microphone or whatever. Um, 
I, I know how to be like kind of a orchestrator of certain things, but as far as the implementation and getting your message out and doing all these things, just this alone, Tracy, see, is so weird for me, even like doing this for a year and a half on Zoom, talking into a little box to you in Australia versus us being across the desk from each other. It's just so <laughs> strange to me. I, I spent a long time in sales and, you know, like I'm a handshake guy. I'm a hug guy. I'm a, you know, what I'm a person, I'm an extroverted guy. And so this talking into a little box thing is just so weird for me in that it actually, it's, it doesn't even make sense, but it brings me like more anxiety than if you said, Bob, tomorrow you got to speak in front of 50,000 people. And I'd be like, okay. Because you're an energy person, Bob. You pick up on people's energy, that belly-to-belly sales, the handshake. You know, there's a certain energy. And I think it's great that we can still connect, you know, globally. You know, you're all the way, (laughs) you know, out. And I'm, I'm down here in Australia. And we can still connect. And virtually is great. But you're an energy guy. You know, yeah. so you like the the old school, like many, many, many other people. Yeah, yeah. I so miss that. I so miss that. <laughs> but this is great as well. Now, what kind of message, because we're going to make sure that people connect with you and help you with your vision and your mission because it's powerful and you're a world changer. What kind of message would you like to leave our audience on today, Bob? So... There's a few that I'd like to leave, but I'll think of one that I will leave. And I think a lot of the greatest things in life start as a lot of the worst things in life. And the contrast that adversity brings to our life to help us to uh, grow and overcome and change and to have that empathy and compassion and love and care that you talked about. It, it comes from experience and adversity in your life. Like what you and I have heard from each other today is just like a tip of the iceberg of your story, of my story, of our experiences, of what's happened, of what we've overcome. But it's like so often, like we want everything to be smooth and perfect and clean and neat and easy. And those things, they, they don't stay with us. They don't stick like the things like I'm talking about when I was losing my hair. And I remember, I remember like that's vivid, vivid, like, like it was yesterday. And that was so long ago. But um, that really to me is what I'd want to say is that a lot of the greatest things in this world start as the worst things or start in adversity. Like what's, you know, the potential of what's going to happen with Haiti or even Afghanistan or anything it could be amazing. It could be beautiful. And I mean, there's no guarantees, but I just know that a lot of the best things start as the worst things. And that would be what I'd leave anybody. Another powerful message. I really appreciate you. Thank you so much for being brave to share more snippets of your story, Bob. And we will be sharing where to connect with you and you are very appreciated. You can find the Victim to Victory podcast series on YouTube, Spotify, and our Facebook group. Please subscribe, share, and comment. 
to help be the change that the world needs. And let me leave you with a message of step into your story, figure out who you are and do it on purpose. See you next time.